Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome back to the Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. Today, our very special guest is Lindsay Bevins. She's going to tell us about her journey as an entrepreneur, as a writer, author, and just a doer of all things. Lindsay, I would love for you to give us a quick introduction about you and your background. Great. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for the opportunity to share my story. A little bit about me. I am a publisher, senior editor at the Author's Pen. I also host a traveling conference tour called My Message Matters. Um, and I started with this journey back in 2012. I initially got the vision to launch a business. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, came back to it in 2016 and left corporate America in 2016 to take a real you know, step forward and make a firm commitment to myself and the business. And, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> nice. And what lit that feel? Like what made you want to take the route of like publishing, become a publisher, author? What inspired your um, love for writing and the art of writing? That's such a great question because usually people struggle to see the connection for me. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I started journaling years back, um, maybe like around 2000, ooh, 2003, you know, kind of fast forward, started journaling after an abusive relationship. So never, ever mm. had I ever wanted to write, never envisioned writing a book, never envisioned being a publisher. But this really difficult time in my life kind of stirred the gift, if you will, I started journaling and around 2011, so I had, you know, thankfully got out of the abusive relationship, but in the process of healing my brokenness, I started journaling and, you know, would go back to those notebooks like, wow, there's some really great content here. And I felt, you know, just that internal nudge, like I have to do something with my writing. And that took me down the path of publishing. So I hired a publisher to help support me produce the project. With, and they did a great job of helping me to do that part of it. But I also left, you know, shortly after launching the book, I, it left me feeling flat, um, unfulfilled in a way. And that was the thing that stirred me to, to start a publishing company. I said, okay, there's a lot of stuff out there, but it didn't quite fit what I wanted. And it, it created a, a renewed sense of purpose for my life. I was working in corporate America I had written this, you know, lovely book of poetry and I still felt like it wasn't quite what I desired. And I thought that there was something I could bring, something fresh I could bring to the publishing community because there are people just like me who are purpose driven. There are people who, you know, want to share their life story, but a lot of times what they produce doesn't quite look like what they desire. And, you know, that's what we bring to the publishing space. Nice. That's like a really beautiful journey. And 
how is that work going on right now? So, you know, you said you left corporate in 2016. Um, you know, you first tried to do, you know, your publishing stuff back in 2012. Mm-hmm. What was that gap like um, once you made that first try? And kind of tell us a little bit about like the craziness that happened mm-hmm. in there. Oh my goodness. Look, this is, if you really want to know how, you know, an epic fail is kind of what it felt like at the time, but 2012, so I want to frame this, give you a picture. So 2012 at the launch of my book and my book release, I was clear that I wanted to start my own thing and offer something fresh. Right. I did that. But after that initial launch in 2012, like I didn't have business acumen. I didn't know, you know, the, I didn't have the, the nuts and bolts that I needed to carry me forward. So from 2012 to 2015, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I was also, you know, working full time. I was leading a youth ministry. I was leading outreach efforts in my local city. You know, I had two more children between 2012 and 2015. So my life was so busy. I did not have, you know, the time. I, did, I couldn't make a real firm commitment to it. And I came to the realization the end of 2015, like, you know, girl, you are daydreaming. Like, this is not working. (laughs) You are not making any money. You know, you're spending a lot of time, you know, trying to figure that out. I just didn't have it together, honestly. Um, So end of 2015, I dissolved the business. I closed out my bank accounts. You know, I just said, okay, maybe I, I, I was you know, fantasizing and this really isn't for me. (laughs) It was a difficult thing. I mean, tears, you know, I felt heartbroken. I almost felt like a part of me was dying when I made the decision to say, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Um, Shortly after dissolving the business, closing all of my bank accounts, I got my first real client. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) And it was somebody who reached out to me. I didn't even go looking for them, but I felt like that was a sign from God that, yes, you heard me clearly. Yes, you should be doing this. So a, a new client and paid me in full up front was a, was a reason to go back and now reestablish the business, you know, handle my filings, open a business bank account and begin to take steps forward to learn what I needed to know. Um, so that was beginning of 2016. Um, shortly after making that firm commitment, I was laid off from corporate America for the third time in the mortgage industry, which was another moment to say, okay, yes, this isn't for you, right? Um, I already felt a sense of, you know, I'm not meant to be doing this forever. Um, but the layoff, that final and third layoff was enough to shift my attention so that I could, you know, again, make a firm and full commitment to the author's pen and the people I support who write. Wow. Um, I resonate with your story so much. Uh, last year, when I shut down, um, in 2018, when mm-hmm. I shut down my startup, it was just, it felt like, you know, a part of you being ripped out and literally mm-hmm. weeks after shutting it down, it's like a lot of the serv- the things that I was offering, people kind of started coming to me for it. And I was just like, are you serious? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Couldn't have, could this not have been <laughs> before? all that hard work (laughs) and you know and I think you know as you mentioned uh things come to you at the right time and I think I want to highlight that a lot and even if you know 
you're you're on a path that you think is the right path and maybe you needed to shut it down at that point and then reopen it when you did and that for for whatever reasons you know the world the universe god whoever people want to refer to it as it is important to acknowledge that these things happened the way they did because that's that's just how they were supposed to happen and not in a regretful way but in a in a teaching way saying hey you know Mm -hmm. that was the lesson I needed to learn this was the experience that I need to have you know there was a the signs were trying to show me don't start a business until you have a client so now you had a client now you started the business and then Mm -hmm. it's just whatever lessons that needed to be learned and just trusting the process and Mm -hmm. being open to receiving the messages that you get and with with open arms you could have taken that client and still not decided to reopen the business but you know you 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 said okay what does this mean what does this mean for me what does this mean for my business for my um and then, you know, being laid off was just like a double affirmation. Like, okay, yes, it wasn't the time before mm-hmm. we're doing what you need. It was the right thing that you were doing. It wasn't the time. Now, mm-hmm. now is the time though. So here it is. And, you know, accelerate, be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we're going to free you from your full-time job to do so. Mm-hmm. So that's really a, a, a blessing. Um, I want to start diving into your misadventure now though the story you shared with me previously about going to um frankfurt could you tell us a little bit about that journey what led to like what made that even a possibility and like what happened while you were there absolutely so my trip to frankfurt happened in fall of 2017 um and to give some context when i relaunched the business in first quarter 2016 Again, I was shortly after I was laid off, and then a few months after that layoff, my family moved from Jacksonville, Florida to Houston, Texas, where I currently live. Um, so there was a lot of big changes in my life at the time. After relocating to Houston in 2016, you know, kind of gearing, crossing over into 2017, there was a lot of unknowns still. You know, I was making this firm commitment. I was giving myself over to learning more about my industry, learning more about business acumen. I was developing myself. That was a season of development for me. Um, and around summer of 2017, you know, here I am at this crossroad. I had a crossroad type of moment the summer of 2017. I had been blessed to work with a few clients at this point, but I still wasn't quite earning enough to replace my corporate job. I still wasn't earning enough to pay myself. I have a family, I have four small children, and you know, it was really taxing on my family at the time financially. And here I am having a moment like, well, I've seen some good things happen. I've developed, you know, but I still don't see the income to match this goal or this vision. And during summer 2017, you know, I'm at this place where do I run back to a job or do I keep going, you know? Um, and I think every entrepreneur has that moment where you say, okay, I'm committed to this even in the dry season. I'm committed to this even if this means every dime I get, I reinvest in the business because mm-hmm. I can't afford to pay myself yet. And that was the kind of moment, you know, all things considered is this what I believe I was created for? And can I honestly with, you know, kind of face-to-face mirror moment, can I be the one to bring positive change to people who write? And the answer for me was yes. So I continued to press forward shortly after that, you know, coming to myself moment, I just kind of on an email, just it feels like it was almost accidentally, <laughs> but I know accidents don't happen. 
So I, I get an email about kind of publishing related events um, around the world. And I, I see this opportunity in Frankfurt, Germany. And so as soon as I saw it, there was kind of this leaping, something in me just began to fire away. And I thought, wow, what would it be like for me, you know, at this stage of development, I'm so new, so young, I'm just have this uh, fledgling of a business. What would it really mean to me to take this type of step to go learn with industry leaders from around the world? And at the time, honestly, <laughs> I did not have, Georgianne, I didn't have the resources to make the trip. So this is, it was such a faith moment for me. I had resources. <laughs> you know, I just mentioned I didn't have money to pay myself. <laughs> so I couldn't even pay myself in my business. I wasn't earning enough to pay myself and still manage whatever expenses connected to the business. But I see this email and something in me just, you know, just begin to fire off. Like I'm meant, I'm supposed to be there. So I, you know, again, just by faith, you know, I talked to my husband about it, kind of thought about it, prayed about it even, but I was, I had this posture that if this is meant for me to be there, a way, you know, the way is just going to unfold, but if I'm meant to be there, it's going to happen. So, you know, long story short, I was able to get the resources to go. And when I get there, it was life-changing. It changed my life. It changed me professionally. It changed what I, I believe was capable for me and what was capable for, you know, how I could serve other people. Um, and to frame it, kind of frame the end of that thought, I was in a room with publishing executive CEOs um, from all different countries, from India, from, you know, uh, European countries from U.S., you know, large, big five publishing houses from the U.S. were there. I was the only black girl in the room. Mm. Um, I spent from like eight in the morning, five in the afternoon, every day for a full week, just learning. And around the second or third day of that, the, the business class training, instead of feeling out of place, my back got a little straighter, you know? Like I begin to feel in the moment, like I, almost like coming into my own. I had a, a mm. transformation while I was there and I understood everything they taught about. I understood the trajectories. I understood, you know, kind of the, the vision for the next 10, 20 you know, years. I sat and I understood and was able to take in everything they shared. And my back got a little straighter because I understood I belong in the room. Um, wow. And that changed me forever. Yes. Wow. That is really powerful. And it's, you know, as you said, there accidents don't happen. And again, just reiterating what's meant for you will come for you in due time mm -hmm. and just getting that experience. Right? You didn't even know how to, you, you couldn't even pay yourself at that time. You didn't know where the finances were coming for, but just taking that leap of faith and making it happen. And then once it happened, it, became a huge hit and, and, and just, you know, sometimes stepping out of yourself and realizing that there's something bigger at play here for you. And just knowing that it will come and it will be great. Just having that, again, that faith. And yes. a lot of people that might not be connected to, you know, religion, spirituality, whatever it might be, business and entrepreneurship is literally 99% faith. You know, you're yes. starting this company and you're like, I don't know if it's going to work. 
I don't really got no money. Yeah. I don't really got no team. I don't, I don't, why am I doing this again? This don't even make no sense. I'm quitting my 40 hour or getting, you know, I got laid off for my 40 hour to be working 80 mm-hmm. <laughs> to 100 hours in the first few years. What? This doesn't, like, you just hearing it out loud like that, formatted like that, just mm-hmm. sounds crazy. I'm not going to be paying myself for maybe a year or so. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a lot of work. Like, what? What are you doing? Why Why would you ever do that? And it's just having faith that it will work out. It will gain customers. You will create value in the world. You will make change in the world. And just knowing that it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen over a couple weeks, months, mm-hmm. Not maybe not even. But after, you know, years. Like, you had to fail it the first time and now the second time around is when it's getting a hit. But yet, we see so much content out there just making it seem like, oh, I had an idea. I raised a fund. Um, now my company is valued at $2.1 million. What? Uh-uh. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. You lions. You missed, you forgot to mention the part where you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, 20%, 80% of that investment was from family and friends who have huge bank accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't come to me with that craziness. So I think it's important to share these stories, share our stories. And as you mentioned, also being the only black woman in the room, um, did you say black woman or black person in general? Well, the first day there was a um, an African journalist there. He was a man, but maybe around the first or second day. But the rest of the week, I was the only black person in totality. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I think if I can, uh, Georgiana, I think for me, it two things. If I can just you know just add yeah, go ahead, nuggets. go ahead, yeah. The one ahead. is before going on this trip. I had a belief that you go into a room because you're meant to meet someone in the room. There are people I met mm. at that conference that I'm still connected to, but they have not materially changed my life. It wasn't about who I met in the room. It was who I became in the room. Wow. Sometimes you make an investment to get in the room so that you can become. I begin to see myself differently. I begin to see myself as one of those leaders in the room. And the second piece of it is, it, it charged me in such a way because the publishing industry globally is primarily white male dominated. These are people who are making decisions about the kind of content we create and the kind of com- content we, um, we amplify, right? And these people don't look like us. Mm-hmm. And when I say us, the, the people from, you know, um, just the African-American community. These are, we're not decision makers, but we're buying the content. We're helping to fuel and, you know, funnel our dollars, but we're not decision makers. And that has to change. So it fueled me in a way that I understand that it's important that somebody like me begins to have a major voice in my industry. Um, And again, it just, who I became in the room, you know, it really, really changed the way I do business and see, see myself personally. Yeah, and I really love what you just said around, um, you know, who you became, right? And sometimes it takes those far-fetched opportunities or, you know, out-of-this-world experiences to Mm -hmm. make us see that it's not just about what we do, Mm -hmm. the fact that we are the ones doing it. Yes. And, you know, for example, I was, I was, you know, scrolling on social media just the other day and we know the movie Us by Jordan Peele is out right Mm -hmm. now, you know, Mm -hmm. with 
the way he's transforming the hor- horror genre, right? So many people are so used to seeing, you know, oh, the black guy dies first, mm-hmm. oh, the black guys run, like that's, <laughs> you know, that's like the, mm-hmm. the 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 scene, that's the story that is told of, um, you know, people from our community on screen, okay. specifically <laughs> in horror movies, and we see like what Ava DuVernay is doing to this industry. So now, mm-hmm. um, people are saying, you know, before I would have only, again, this is a white male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Um, guys to look up to white males that didn't you know resonate with me or tell the stories of my community the way I wanted stories to be told but now I see these creatives doing that and you know making money and transforming it that way and making money for then now black actors in these genres right Um, because you don't die in five minutes (laughs) so so just seeing that change and now you know children out there kids out there gonna say hey I want to be Jordan Peele when I grow up and he could truly see that and it's Mm. it's not a far-fetched possibility Mm -hmm. Um, you know, black kids wanting to be president before, you know, oh, it's far-fetched. You know, you could maybe resonate with one of the previous presidents, but now you have like a marker to look to. Somebody has done it before. And um the I think there's yes. too ma- there's still too many firsts mm-hmm. in the black community. And the 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 sooner we get, you know, the first out the way, then mm-hmm. that just, you know paves the path for for Mm -hmm. generations and people to be interested in these industries and these topics and these sectors because they're like oh now i could see myself being there being able to do that Mm -hmm. we see you know the cardi b's the tiffany haddish kevin hurts like these folks you know um leslie i forgot her last name les dog uh from snl like they just seeing that people could be one 100 percent themselves and make it make it Mm -hmm. far like this as well as you know in these industries that have traditionally dismissed or undermined um professionals that look like them or act like them and it's just now people see oh wow you just okay. accepted them just the way they are and again a check for that just being themselves they don't have to code switch they don't have to do all this other extra stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think yeah. that speaks to the power of representation yeah rep- it, it, it matters mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. it matters more than people like acknowledge that it matters right oh mm-hmm. no they have so many other role models or there's so many other people in that industry but when you see when you can literally see yourself in mm-hmm. these roles mm-hmm. absolutely it, it makes a humongous difference um i'm gonna shift gears a little bit now we are also coming to the end of the interview so i have like about two more questions okay the first one is about you know the title of your summit and like your your conference like what made you wanted to start that conference and like why um did you title it my message matters well this is again tied to my journey um that steep learning curve i mentioned in 2017 during my face-to-face you know am i really going to go forward with this business that can't pay me right now? Or am I going to run back to a job? You know, the thing that came up for me in that moment was um, my message matters. So I had just those couple of words, but it was almost like a mantra chant, something to build myself with my message matters. The thing that I've been created for matters in the world. There are people waiting for me to show up, you know, and meaning waiting for me to show up, not, you know, some old version of me, but they're waiting to see the the powerful version of me, the fearless version of me, the version that will step forward no matter what, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm purposed for it. So my message matters. It was birthed from my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, the concept came from me realizing that, you know, we are 
we are created to create um, and, and that we can create something to help serve humanity. And whatever that is for each of us, that it's important and our legacy connected to that, it matters. So my message matters. It is an entrepreneurial educational type of conference. I've taken, again, the inspiration from my own entrepreneurial journey, coupled with me traveling to places like Frankfurt, Germany. I spent a week in London as well, training with publishing executives in 2018. Um, but it's me taking those experiences, the experiences, excuse me, from my training internationally and my entrepreneurial struggles <laughs> and creating a live event around it. I know one of the things that was very difficult for me to get through was the business acumen. A lot of times we have this whole, you know, glamorous version of what we can do as business owners, but we don't spend enough time learning how to, you know, I mean, like the business acumen side of it, how to structure yeah. a business, how to write a business plan, how to get funding. And even if you can't get funding, how do you generate the kind of business activity to self-sustain your business? When that right because, there. <laughs> come on now, right. That's real. That is so real. Even though they have business competitions and pitches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's such a small percentage of people who get access to cash. And when you don't have access to cash, how do you build a business based on transactions, you know, bootstrapping your way? So the concept is really geared around education empowerment. But um, 2018, you know, we were blessed to go to three cities, Jacksonville, Florida, Houston, Texas, and Savannah, Georgia. This year, we're, we are slated to hit two cities, so Jacksonville, Florida, and Houston, Texas this year. But it has been transformational for so many people. Definitely. One thousand <laughs> percent. Right. And, you know, that that's amazing. And I you know, hope you continue to do it. And do you have any plans of having it again um, soon? Yes. Our first date for 2019 is July 20th in Jacksonville, Florida. People can go to mymessagematters.com to secure tickets. We have pre-sale pricing through the end of March. And um, and again, ticket prices, sponsorship opportunities, those things are available on the website. Thank you. And guys, it'll be also in the comment section and captions if you want to learn more as well as check it out um, and participate in one of the My Message Matter events. Uh, we are at the end of our interview. And what I like to ask folks at the end is just, you know, some type of message or mantra that you have personally that you'd like to leave with the audience. Um, it could be something, something inspirational, something tactical, a task for them to go do whatever you um, choose for it to be. But what, what would you like to leave with our audiences today? If I could leave one thing, I would say just be intentional. Um, don't let social media, don't get caught up in social media hype because a lot of people, you know, they are good at, you know, displaying an image that's not real. Mm -hmm. I would say for me, I've had to overlook, you know, silence that kind of stuff because it's not real for me and be intentional about creating the kind of business, the kind of a value for other people and the kind of life, just being intentional about creating the kind of life and building it around principles in my belief system and the way I'd like to serve other people. So I would say be intentional and silence anything that doesn't support your intention. Wow. Powerful. So guys, make sure you do that. 
support your intentions and mm-hmm. be intentional thank you so much Lindsay, for joining us today um yeah. and guys again definitely check her out check out um the author's pen my message matters and all the great work she is doing in the publishing industry uh thank you so much Lindsay. thank you for having me you're welcome <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Doing the Most. Catch us here next week, same time, same place. If you can't wait, head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected. Until next time, keep on doing.